Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. 
Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 o'clock a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Jasmine, good morning. Jen Mendoza, good morning. Good morning to all of you wonderful, fantastic, beautiful people. Uh, You know, hopefully you're, you're warm people. It's a little chilly outside. A little bit. Brother went around the corner to TW to go get the juice. That means coffee. Uh, and was marveling at how windy and chilly it is. This is not the Saturday of a week ago where some of y'all were in flip-flops and shorts and all that. It is not that. It is a cold Thursday morning. Uh, the sun looks like it's beginning to start to try to peak. Uh, I hope the sun succeeds in its endeavors. We got some things to talk about today. Um and it's been a, uh, what can I say? It's been a heck of a week. It really has. It's been a heck of a week in a lot of ways. Um, but in conversation that I had with a friend, I realized something. I realized that maybe, not just for me, but maybe for all of us, it's always worthwhile to remember why you started. Maybe. Now, maybe for you, you know, you, 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 you know, the, the, the penny is still bright. You know what I mean? It's not smudged with fingerprints. So, you know, the, the glisten is there. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I started a month ago. I remember why I'm doing this. But, but for some people... How you started something and what's going on now could potentially be two different things. And at least for me, or for the show rather, this was the week that all of the paint was removed. Like you're sanding a car, right? You take the paint off and then you hit it with the set. All of the paint was removed. And we really went back to the dare I say, the, the, the basis of the show. It was really interesting. Because of all the people that we've interviewed, the interviews have taken so many different places, but there is a consistency and a theme that I'm proud of. And that is comfort. I've always been proud of the fact that we have a show where people share with us. And I've always been proud of the fact that the reason that they share with us is because they feel comfortable. And I feel that this week we had great interviews which further reinforced that. Because with so much going on, you're here, you're there, Instagram posts, this and that, sometimes all of that kind of clouds the mission, right? The mission statement. We have a mission statement. Do you? 
The time is 8.03 a.m. Okay, listen to this. Oh, I'm going to get this out the way now because I'm going to be here at this location very soon. We got news about that coming up soon. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to keep reiterating this because you guys are going to, if you're going to hang out at this place, you'll see me there. Our friends of the Aurora Area Interfaith Food Pantry have a mobile pantry uh, distributing free food and household products on Saturday, May 7th. This will be from 10 a.m. to noon at Restoration Church parking lot 1460 West Indian Trail. Uh, the public is invited. Admission is free. And ID and registration are not required. Food items, diapers, formula, baby food, and hygiene products are among the items to be distributed. Women's Empowerment Mobile Pantries, women-only distributions, are planned for the third Thursdays of the month. Uh, the next one's going to be May 19th from 2 to 3 p.m. at Vineyard Church, and that's located at 505 East Galena Boulevard. Interfaith added the Women's Only Pantry to its popular mobile pantries and launched it in 2021 with a grant from AWE, the Aurora Women's Empowerment Foundation. AWE is an Aurora-based nonprofit and was formed in 2018 after the Aurora YWCA closed after nearly 125 years. Now, I remember when I did some volunteer work for the YWCA. That was a lot of fun. Little did I know that they would be closing their doors uh, shortly thereafter. Uh, Interfaith Mobile Pantries visit parking lots at churches, schools, libraries, and senior and low-income residences. Mobile Pantry partners with Inter uh, Interfaith are Fox Valley Park District, Calvary Church of Naperville, and Blessings in a Backpack of Chicago. Uh, shouts out to all of these great organizations for all um, that they do and that they have continued to do, or uh, have done and continue to do, rather. The time is 8.05 a.m. Monica, how you feeling? I'm good. Good. I'm good, good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, okay, so uh, get ready for Veterans Gardening Day as well, you guys. Saturday, May 7th, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Marie Wilkinson's 834 North Highland Avenue. This will be the opening of the Veterans Victory Garden. It's in recognition of Illinois House Bill 2894. Please join in uh, honoring Illinois veterans. House Bill 2894 designates the first Saturday in May as Veterans Gardening. Right, sip it up, sip it up. Ah, let's try that again. House Bill 2894 designates the first Saturday in May as Veterans Gardening Day. I messed up because I put the G in front of the V, so I made it Veterans Gardening Day. That was, <laughs> was kind of cool when I read it yeah. back, not messing it up. Uh, the day will be used to honor and uh, commemorate Illinois veterans. Uh, the keynote speaker will be Terry Prince, director of Illinois Department of Veteran Affairs, and it's a special celebration for what would be Marie Wilkinson's 113th birthday. Uh, Charity Blooms, and also a special shout out to Oswego Landscape Management. The time is 8.07. So how's the week been for you guys? Enough about me. Let's talk about you. How's the week been for you? Put that in the chat. You can let us know in the chat how you've been. Hopefully things have been okay for you. Hopefully things have been positive for you. If you have something you want to share with us, you can put that in the chat as well. Maria Chirito, good morning. Norma Peterson, what is up? And Josie Mendoza Geller, good morning to you as well. Good morning, GAMS fam, G-A-M-S, the great 
American Morning Show. Gloria tells us, uh, good morning to you, Aurora. I hope you have a nice day today. Happy Thursday morning. Have a blessed day today. Amen. Thank you very much. That goes out to all of y'all. That's right. A-W-E-F rocks. Yes, they do. Norma Peterson. Yes, they do. And Josue Paiz is here as well. Good morning. And Jennifer Ryan Maton just joined us. Good morning to you, Jennifer Ryan Maton. Okay, so yeah, let me know how you guys are doing in the uh, in the chat. Let me know how you're feeling and how your week was. You can give a little blurb. It was good. It was horrible. It was sleepy. Um, you guys can let us know all of that good stuff and... As you know, we will shout it out and say hi. So much breaking news. Did you guys just hear my phone go off? Did you guys hear the buzz too? This mic is good. Probably picked it up. Anyway, let's continue moving along because we got some things to talk about today. All right. We did gardening. We did food. Now, let us move right along. Okay. Now, I got something to tell you here about First Fridays on May 6th. Ah, feeling good. Excited for our event this Saturday. That is right, Jen Mendoza. Moms for Moms Vendor Events will have the vendor market at um, Java Plus, 1677 Montgomery Road. And Good Morning Aurora will be there as well. All right. Starting tomorrow at 10 a.m., Arbor Day Poetry and Tree Planting at Swimming Stones on Benton Street. Um, Thursday, May 5th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pick up maps for First Friday uh, and door signs at Aurora Downtown's office, which is 43 West Galena Boulevard. Uh, now, let's talk about some food truck stuff. Okay, the Food Truck Festival is coming to us for First Fridays on May 6th. It'll be from 5 to 9 p.m. That's what it's billed as. I'm sure people will still be... Uh, you know, hanging out, getting their chill on, walking around here and there. Oh, mom, let's go. Uh, let's uh, let's take a picture in front of. Zinloft. Yeah, yeah, you know all of that stuff. So you guys can definitely go have a good time. And Zinloft has things going on, I think, on I his first so. Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, listen to this. Here's some stuff. Super Jumbo Doom Company Soul Furby Pop Up Show. Um, Gallery 1904 has Art Comes Alive, a teen art exhibition, second annual teen art showcasing uh, the creative spirit of local youth. That'll be from 5 to 9 p.m. Congressman Bill Foster, he has a congressional art competition. 2022 congressional art competition, the artistic discovery featuring high school art students. Wow. Artisan Lofts has deep dive photography and wearable art by Emily Lorick. And um, Gary Brown Art and Studio has Mark Redina stained glass, new retro lamp art display created by this uh, great artist. And then last but not least, we have Seven Setting Suns Art Gallery, Reckoning, Pretty Persuasions. Oh, I like that. I like that. Let's read that again. Reckoning, Pretty Persuasions. Art by Vincenzo Valenziano. That's going to be at 14 West Island Place from 6 to 10 p.m. Now, also on this first ride, it's very special because a great local nonprofit, um, The Neighbor Project, will be uh, featured as well. They will have staff on hand to help you, guide you, and show you how you can apply for up to $30,000 in mortgage assistance through the state of Illinois and the Ida program get to know about ILHAF, I-L-H-A-F, the Illinois Housing Assistance 
fund. For more information, you can call 630-906-9400. That number again is 630-906-9400. Joe Jackson, what is up, brethren? Good to see you. Kioma Gift, good morning. Good morning. Um, Dora Sanchez Soto is here. Good morning, Dora. And Jen Mendoza says, yes, join us at Java Plus on Waterford, 8 a.m. to noon. Okay. We got a new scene to show you guys when the camera comes on. You will love it, and I think that you will be impressed by it as well. Now, Joe says, good morning from Claire and Kate Jackson getting ready for school. Aha, very cool. That's right. Get your education on double. Yay! Double the education. All these friends in class were like, wow, how did you get so smart? You know, oh, I listen to Good Morning Aurora before I get dropped off at school. Okay, now... Let's talk about some music. I've been detailing this to you guys uh, for the whole week, actually. I want you to see, or um, I'm going to give it back to you again, because New England Congregational Church has done a lot of good stuff for a really long time. And actually, in the whole history of Good Morning Aurora being around and being a show, we've been happy to highlight the activities of New England Congregational Church. Excuse me, located at 406 West Galena Boulevard. Ale, what up? All right. Oh, have a good day at school, Claire and Kate. So the Orion Ensemble Chamber Music Group will perform in concert at 7 p.m. Sunday, May 8th. Uh, the members are Florentino Rum, uh, Ramniciano on the violin, Judy Stone on the cello, Diana Schmuck on the piano, and Catherine Pirtle on the clarinet. Very cool. Uh, New England Congregational Church will host the acclaimed Chicago Area Chamber Group. Uh, in a concert at, once again, 7 o'clock on that particular Sunday. The ensemble's program will feature Mozart's Quintet in A Major for clarinet and strings K581 and Borodin's String Quartet in D Major. The ensemble performs classical, contemporary jazz, and works of women composers. The price for adults is $30, $25 for seniors, and $15 for students. Tickets are available at the door or at orionensemble.org. Now, let me read you something else about this cool ensemble. Because history matters. Oh, hey, how y'all doing? Right, see? Ah, look at that. A little something-something. How you liking it? You like the digs? Joe Jackson, you feeling these digs? Ali Hernandez, what do you think about it? Looks good. Okay, check this out. Founded in 1992, the ensemble is recognized as one of the uh, one of Chicago's finest chamber music groups with the possibilities inherent in its unique combination of instruments, piano, string trio, and clarinet. Orion offers exciting interpretations of standard repertoire, introduces audiences to rarely performed masterpieces, and inspires composers with commissions for new works. Orion's innovative programs feature diverse works by composers ranging from Mozart, Beethoven, and Brahms to William Bolcom, Chick Corea, Paul Schoenfield, and Augusta Reed Thomas. The ensemble boasts a roster of superb musicians who have performed throughout North America, Europe, and Asia as an ensemble and individually in solo, orchestral, and other chamber music roles. Awesome. Thank you. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, good angle. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm feeling it too. I'm feeling it too. Fresh. Thank you, Ali Hernandez. Okay, you guys. So 
before we jump into a little bit of insider news that Monica will deliver to us here momentarily, um, I want to give a special shout out uh, to some dear friends of ours. Once again, the League of Women Voters of the Aurora area. Uh, so on Tuesday, the League of Women Voters of Aurora um, declared and thanked election heroes. They declared to thank election heroes day of action. Um, it was a day to thank election clerks, election judges, and countless volunteers on election day who worked tirelessly promoting safe and secure elections. Our democracy depends on each and every one. Um, and it also depends on every vote being safely cast and every vote being safely counted. Shouts out to our friends of the uh, League of Women Voters of the Aurora area. Okay, Yolanda Dunn is here. Good morning to you, Yolanda Dunn. Yolanda Dunn, your the Instagram is fly. I like the Instagram. You got the motivational posts on the Instagram. That's uh always a good thing. Get your workout on. All right, Monica, if you would be so kind, take us to a commercial, please. Good morning, everyone. Here are your local headlines. Real news, real people, real stories, 100% Aurora. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. Wednesday, May 11th from 6 to 7.30 p.m., there will be a home buyer education seminar hosted by The Neighbor Project. This event is sponsored by Citibank and will take place at Everlasting World Church. Did you just share that? No. Okay. No. Uh, located <laughs> at 22 North Highland Avenue in Aurora. Neighbor Project Home Buyer Counseling Services will walk you through the steps of home buying free of charge. This event is open to the public and will be presented in English and Spanish. This is an important and helpful event for the city of Aurora. For more information, you can call Jiria at 331-300-3566. Saturday, the 14th of May, will be the 17th Annual Health Festival from 7.30 to 11.30 a.m. at the Prisco Center, located at 150 West Illinois Avenue in Aurora. Vaccines will be available, as well as screenings for glucose, um, hepatitis C, and blood pressure. Activities, breakfast, and a whole lot of resources. This will be a fun and helpful community event. For more information or to register, call 888-352-7874. And shout outs to our friends of Compañeros en Salud, the Fox Valley Park District, and the City of Aurora. Also, don't forget, today, the 28th, will be the fundraising reception for Judge Bianca Camargo at McCarty Mills, located at 140 South River Street. Word this up. will be fun. I mean, this will this will be fun, um, but it will be from five to seven thirty p.m. and will be in person. It will be an in person event. Great food and craft beer will be available, and there are different contribution levels. The flyer has been shared to our social media. Thank you very much, Monica. Thank you very much. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Monica's last day as an intern is tomorrow uh so 
You know, as I mentioned, it was uh it's been a it's been a heck of a week. It has been a week. Uh but Monica is a is a great part of the team. So but anyway, now it's all sad. Check this out. Did you know that it's Dea de los Ninos this weekend on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Uh at McCarty Park, excuse me, <clears throat> 350 East Galena Boulevard from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, you can join Alder Woman Juani Garza and Unidos uh, for this great celebration. There will be rifas, piñatas, juguetes. 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 That's what I, I was making sure they knew that. I knew that. I was just playing. Um, bomboncita, pintando caritas, and payasito bombocho. Great. Um, so, yes, this will be a good time. 1 to 3 p.m. So, please. Yeah. Come out for that. And uh, for the Dia de los Niños, usually, mm-hmm. like, and I know, like, my parents and stuff, like, when I was growing up, like, I would put a shoe, like, on the window, and then I would wake up, mm-hmm. and the shoe was filled with monies. Really? Yeah, with coins. Oh. Yeah. A shoe. How, <laughs> yeah. About, how about that? You Wait, guys... is that the day? Yes. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the day, or is that the... I am so wrong. I am so That's wrong. That's not the day? That's not the. That's the. Um, Dia de los Tres Reyes Magos. Oh, the yeah. Three Kings Day. Yeah. Ah, okay. But uh, Dia de los Niños, yeah, it's like another. Okay. Another present. So Three Kings Day is the change in the shoes, the coins in the shoes. Yes, okay. I think. Yeah. Well, ladies. Either and way, you get a present. You get some <laughs> monies. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, culture is always something that we can learn about here on Good Morning Aurora. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I was familiar with all three of those, but I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know that part. Um, okay, Bertha just joined. We shared the information about League of Women Voters. Good to see you, Bertha. Leo Zarco, good morning to you as well. Um, dear Sarah Casildo, good morning to you. Um, so, oh, that's correct. Dia de los Reyes. Yes, yes. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, now let's... Um, Let's keep going here. The time is 8.22. Um, so, Aurora Central Catholic High School, don't forget, they still have their great fundraiser coming up. And it's the Super Saturday Night Fundraiser. Um, this is going to be uh, it's a Saturday Night Fundraiser, May 5th through the 7th. The hybrid fundraiser will provide participants with a guilt-free shopping experience that will help support student programs, maintain low tuition costs, and advance the school's new strength and fitness center. This year's Cinco de Mayo theme is Nacho Average Celebration. It'll feature a silent auction, raffles, and a virtual fund to need program. The event will give student parents, alumni, and local community members the opportunity to support ACC while honoring the school's outstanding alumni of the year and volunteer of the year. I love that. Okay, Cheryl Brownell is here. Good morning. Good to see you, Cheryl Brownell. Uh, December 6th shoes. Um, Tracy Duran. Good morning to you, Tracy. I didn't think I saw you in here. Um, okay. Now, also, there's uh, attendees can view auction items and raffle baskets at ACC by purchasing an in-person sip and see cocktail reception ticket for $45 per person. Each sip and see ticket includes an open bar, live music, hors d'oeuvres, um, taco and dessert station, one raffle entry, for a door prize and a wine pool. Very cool. 
pot of blue and gold raffle tickets can be purchased online for $25 each or five for $100 for a chance to win cash prizes. The time is 8.23 a.m. Angelica Guzman is here. Good morning to you, Angelica Guzman. Angelica Guzman is a friend of the show. She's also a great professional and uh, somebody we think very highly of. And she works for ADS, Alarm Detection Systems. Uh, so she's got pretty cool stuff going on in her life every single day. And uh, Angelica will be on the show someday soon, coming up. So stay tuned for that. Okay, now let's get into let's get into some more good stuff. And Monica, I have something that calls for. Okay, you guys. Now, listen to this. I got something to tell you guys about. And it just... Sorry, my messages just refreshed. I swiped down and that's what happens when you do that. All right. The National Latino Education Institute opens the door to rewarding jobs in the industry, excuse me, in the in energy industry. Uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics predicted that by 2022, employment in the construction sector would rise by 1.65 million jobs. Did you know that? That's why the NLEI, the National Latino Education Institute, the community-based nonprofit education institution, is offering nationally accredited training program Energia at no cost to students. These programs provide an avenue to employment for brown and black communities that have been disproportionately impacted by the layoffs and job losses that the pandemic has caused. Um, it, excuse me, it continues, Energia will provide participants with a solid foundation of industry knowledge and technical skills for successful entry into the energy and construction occupations in as little as two months. The short-term programs provide online instruction with employers and field experts to bolster minorities who often face barriers entering the construction and energy fields into stable and well-paying jobs. The Energia program is open at no cost to students. Applicants must be at least 18 years old, must have a high school diploma or GED, and have a valid driver's license to be eligible for admission. The NLEI experience, excuse me, NLEI's experienced instructors provide individual guidance and coaching to work with students on job placement opportunities as reached a success rate of over 20% and collaboration with over 20 major companies. For more information, you can call 773-383-4212. That number again is 773-383-4212 and tell them that you heard about it here on Good Morning Aurora. Because if you don't, they might hang up on you. What what you calling for? Ah. Good morning, Roy. Oh, yeah, word. Yes. Ah. So, um, so do that. Do that. Now, you might wonder, well, hey, wait a minute, Curtis. Because you mentioned that on Monday's show. So why did you just reiterate? Here's the reason why. You know, I don't know if we, as a collective, that means you and me, I don't know if we are fully aware that part of what we want to see or a, a, a significant cog in the wheel of social justice that we all want to see is um, employment justice. That's what we want to see. 
You know, you you hear the president and presidents over the past and everything talking about uh, the job market's booming. We added four million jobs, but are they good jobs? Who's getting the jobs? Better yet, the types of jobs that are available are those same jobs available to all people. So, the reason why I brought that up is because I want to, I want to, what do I want to do? I want to, I want to throw a log on the fire of your brain. And I want it to burn. And I want you to be aware of the types, the types of jobs, the different kinds of jobs, the new kinds of jobs. We had the, we had Mavis Bates, Casey Fitzgerald, and Harold, uh, excuse me, um, Helen Ratzlow on the show last week. And we talked about uh, sustainability. We talked about new efforts in combating climate change and also new technologies pertinent to our area to help in that endeavor. Um, and we talked about who is able to get these new jobs that are going to be the jobs of the future. If we don't have an even playing field, people will be left behind. And we can't have that. The time is now 8.28 a.m. Judge Bianca Camargo is here. Good morning to you, Judge. And Alyssa Ocone, what's happening? Alyssa Ocone, we keep running into each other. We're running into each other in the show right now. I saw Alyssa Ocone the day of the cleanup. Remember that, Alyssa? It was me. Who was it? it was me, Anna Sierra, and Dora. We was riding around deep in the Ford Explorer. You know, we had we had bags, we had Dunkin' Donuts. And we're driving through the east side, cruising, and we see a person, and I was like, there goes Alyssa O'Connor. We pulled over and hollered at her, and that was really cool. Good morning to you, Alyssa. Good to see you. Okay, so here's the thing, you guys. Here's the thing. As you can see here, uh, something a little new. You know, I wanted to show this off and let you guys see the sign. Um, this sign shines bright and has been part of our show uh, for a long time, but it's very rarely made its debut on camera. For those of you who've been watching Good Morning Roar for a while, you know that the show used to be separate. It used to be we would do the live show and then the interview would be after the show. Remember that? Y'all remember that? Who Wait, remembers how? that? Huh? How? The, so the show used to be live, like the morning show. We'd do the morning show and then the like show would end. delivering the news? Yeah. Okay. Then the show would end and then I would do an interview. Oh. Yep, and then the sign was uh, sometimes in the back of the interview. That's when it was separate. Uh, Larry Eichelberger is here. Larry, good morning to you, dear brother. Good to see you. Um, yeah, so you guys know that sign, and you've seen that sign, and that sign is very special. Um, that sign really means a lot. That sign, when we first started recording in here, that sign was laying in a pile of debris. It looked like it was getting ready to be thrown out. And I wondered, wow, that's a nice sign. I hope, does it work? I plugged it in and it lit up. And it's been with us ever since. Um, so that sign, at least, at least symbolically, always means that the light is always on in Aurora. Yeah, it's just a studio, but you can extrapolate. Extrapolate, that's the word of the day. The word of the day is extrapolate. You can extrapolate that, that, uh, that description to everything. All right, the time is 8.31 a.m. 
So, I got some more news to tell you guys about. Uh, Monica, do me a favor. Uh, take me to a commercial real quick, and then we'll bring them back in. Uh, and we'll show them some more. Some more of what we got for them. Okay. Told you guys about the, uh, the youngsters, Dia de los Niños. Get ready for the public safety seminar. That's going to be this evening at 6 p.m. This will take place at Montgomery Village Hall, 200 North River Street in Montgomery. Sponsored by the Village of Montgomery and State Senator Linda Holmes. Please join Senator Holmes and what's this guy's name? Kendall County Sheriff Dwight Baird. Yeah, Baird. Um, and Kane County Sheriff Ron Hain for a public safety seminar. You can ask questions, listen to discussions on crime in Kane and Kendall counties, and hear what's being done to keep us safe. For more information, call 630-820-8650. Uh, let me know you heard about it here on Good Morning Aurora. All right. And then also, don't forget, we have, um, there's Elgin Days coming up, but then there's also, hold on here. You talked about Judge Bianca Camargo. Aha, here we go. I found it. All right, guys, listen to this. Impossible dreams. If you had one wish, what would it be? Share it with us during our Living the Dream event for your chance to make it come true. Um, this is sponsored to us by Oak Street Health. Um, Oak Street Health is working with Wish of a Lifetime to let you know about opportunities the organization makes possible, including granting wishes for people just like you. To put your fondest dream within reach, at your neighborhood, oh, oh my God! My first time talking. Neighborhood. Okay, let's try that again. So put your fondest dream within reach at your neighborhood Oak Street Health. I almost messed it up again. <laughs> All right, Elgin, eight twenty-two Summit Street. I feel like I should stop talking. I'm gonna mess up everything now. <laughs> Um, that'll be, uh, this is coming up. So these are, um, these are ongoing and recurring. Word up. Monica just laughing for no reason over here. Just laughing and laughing <laughs> and laughing. Okay. The senior, or you can read back on because I can read this to the people. The Disabilities Learning Tour um, has kicked off. It started last night with a virtual session. Um, and that was on Zoom and it was from 10 to noon yesterday. Uh, the Disabilities Tour is hosted by Katrina Boatwright, Senior and Disability Services Division Coordinator for the City of Aurora. ASL interpretation is provided. If you need another accommodation for more information, you can call 630-256-4636. All right. The next one is going to be today. It'll be in person, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Prisco Center, 150 West Illinois Avenue. Uh, May 2nd is the virtual session, 6 to 8 p.m. on Zoom. They're back in person again on May 4th at the Eola Community Center, 555 South Eola Road. The Eola Community Center is also where the Aurora Public Library Eola branch is. Uh, it's right down the street from Wabonzi High School. <clears throat> um, and that's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. And then lastly will be May 17th. That'll also be in person, 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, Association for Individual Development, AID. 309 West Indian Trail Road. Once again, for more information, you can call 630-256-4636. Okay. 
The time is 8.35 a.m. Monica, would you please take us to a part two of the news? Give us a few more joints. Let's see. Um, senior meal distributions have returned. State Representative Hernandez, State Representative Kifawit, and State Representative Wheeler have teamed up once again mm -hmm. on specific Mondays through spring and summer. The following, there are some dates coming up. So would, they would be May 9th and the 23rd, June 13th and 27th, July 11th and 25th. Adults 60 years of age and older are eligible for five frozen meals. You are not eligible if currently enrolled in the Meals on Wheels program. This will be done in a drive-up fashion at St. Anthonusius Greek Orthodox Church. 1855 Fifth Avenue in Aurora. Shout outs to our great state representatives that for all that they do. The Village Food Pantry is open at Village Baptist Church to anyone in need. Village Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I said. Village. <laughs> Village Baptist is located at 515 South. Ratnick Road. A photo ID is required and the pantry is open the second and fourth Friday of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. Come as early as 8.30 a.m. and enjoy coffee and donuts. Join for Saturday for Sunday worship as well. For more information, feel free to call 630-851-4120. Also, get ready for the community market. This will be in partnership with the Aurora Pride Parade taking place June 12th. Do you sell unique items? Well, you can be a vendor. This is brought to us by Indivisible Aurora. To apply, you can do so at the link that I'll be sharing in our chat. Also, if you guys have any donations, like food donations, I think they accept like other type of donations for the community fridge. That's also uh, brought to us by Indivisible Aurora. That's right. Thank you very much, Monica. Much appreciated. Much appreciated, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so uh let's talk about some good stuff with housing and what have you so our friends of the neighbor project have a bunch of great opportunities coming up here and i have something to show you oh you know this is so convenient all right it's like class how about that so for those of you who are unaware if you are behind on they can see this right here bet nice um if you are behind on housing costs due to COVID 19 you can get up to thirty thousand dollars in emergency mortgage assistance paid directly to you or excuse me to your mortgage servicer um you can do so by calling 866-454-3571 or going to illinoishousinghelp.org slash and here, Monica, you can put that in the chat forum, that link right there okay. at the bottom. Um, so, yes, this will this uh, program is sponsored by IDA, the Illinois Housing Development Agency, and it's here to help folks out. If you need help with any of the um, particulars or any of the details or learning more about it, you can call the Neighbor Project at 630-906-9400. We keep this here. Um, as well, for anyone who has uh, who needs any kind of help at all 
And we are located at 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea. Um, if you want to come on in and, and pick one of these up. All right. Um, so Saturday, the 14th of May, is our um, two-year anniversary party at McCarty Mills. Uh, we are excited about it. We may, we may um, have a small date change. Not too sure about that yet because Devin and some of our other friends <clears throat> are not going to be in town. And what would a party be without certain folks? So please stay tuned uh, to that. But I just put it out there right now for folks to know. Uh, we spoke about it a little bit yesterday, uh, but we'd like to have all of our friends, you know, perhaps go on vacation Devin and hang with ready us to party. after. Huh? Devin said we're ready to party. We're good. Okay, good. Good. Hit the clap. Yes. Devin's here. Okay, Devin, you're here. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, Saturday, May 14th. Be there. Be there. Because I've been telling the whole world about it. So good. Awesome. All right. So, also, this information, um, for those of you who are interested, is also in Spanish as well. Postos de vivienda debido a COVID-19. So, there it is. Okay. Um, all right. Devin, we're good. Thank you so much, my brother. Cindy Morales is here. Good morning, Cindy. Yes, I sure do. It was nice seeing you. I love you people. Uh, okay, cool. So, yeah, please join us on uh, May 14th. And uh, let me go put this down on my desk. See, isn't this a cool show? Ah, we can walk around. We can do things. We can chill out. I love this. I love it so much. All right, let's move on. The time is 8.41 a.m. Um, so next we have to talk about is the, um, the city council meetings. As you guys may know, um, the city council did uh, hold off on... Uh, summer programs uh, with the lack of East Aurora sites available at the time. I think the contract with cities and schools was for $194,000. Um, I have a video to catch up on. We will see the disposition of that. Not too sure how that ended up. Um, but as you guys know, education is a big thing here in the city and we have many great opportunities for young people to learn, uh, especially in areas of STEAM, uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And uh, we want to see more of that happen here in the city. So we're definitely looking forward to uh, having our dear friend Simon Rodriguez back on the show very soon. Um, so you guys stay in tune for that and get ready for that. This is going to be a very, um, a very good episode. Leo Zarco was on Tuesday. Mariela Navarra Soto was on Monday. Uh, we've had a great Great amount of interviews, you guys. Um, a lot of, a lot of really good people uh, have come on uh, very recently, and we're looking forward to more. And we are super excited. Okay, now here's that other neighbor project news I had to tell you guys about. So, home buyer education courses are what the neighbor project has coming up now, and they have a whole lot of these that are going to be taking place. I'm going to read you the next, uh, the next two that are coming up. Um, so the first will be um, Wednesday, May 11th at 6 p.m. This will be at Everlasting Word Church, which is located at 22 North Highland. I was just there last night. Um, this is going to be great. And this is in partnership with our friends of NeighborWorks and Citibank. It will be from 6 to 7.30 p.m. 
It's open to the public and free of charge, and this will be presented in both English and Spanish. Uh, the Neighbor Project Home Buyer Counseling Services will help you walk through the, the uh, steps of the home buying process, learn about down payment assistance programs, and other home buyer resources. Um, call or text Jaria Donaldson with any uh, questions. Area code three. Yeah, 331-300-3566. A lot of threes in there. Or you can email her at jaria at neighborproject.us. That's the first one. Time is now 843. The second one is uh, going to be Saturday, May 21st. This will also be at Everlasting Word Church, 22 North Highland. This home buyer education workshop will be presented uh, and sponsored by Bank of America. Same thing. If you need help, assistance, information, or anything, there will also be Spanish speakers on hand uh, to help you out. So please let anyone you know um, who needs help know about this. Learn about down payments, taking control of your finances, and a whole lot more. A loan officer, real estate agent, and housing counselor will be available to help you further after the workshop. For more information, 331-300-3566 and ask for Jaria. Okay. And then, last but not least, um, there's going to be a Q&A for ILHAF, um, this great fund right here. Um, this going to be this right here on Wednesday, May 9th. This will be in partnership with the Neighbor Project and the office of State Senator Karina Villa. This will take place at the Western DuPage Chamber of Commerce, uh, 306 Main Street in West Chicago, Illinois. If you're behind on mortgage payments, join the Neighbor Project and State Senator Karina Villa's office in the Western DuPage Chamber of Commerce for a question and answer session regarding the application process. Applications for funding will be open until May 31st of this year. For any questions, um, you can call 630-326-9319, English and Spanish, and we'll be there. Yes. Yeah, we, we will. We shall. Okay, Casildo, I think I, let's see what Casildo has to say. The after school programs passed 10 to 2 with Alderwoman Garza and Alderwoman Burns voting no because of the lack of sites in SD131 sponsored by the city. The two sites on the east side were in private schools, not part of District 131. They were? What the? Oh, okay. Uh, thank you very much, Casildo. Thank you. Um, wow, Maria, good morning. So, as you can see, as Casildo just told us, and Casildo was there. Uh, I think Casildo was sitting in the, in the audience. Uh, so he would know. Um, well, it's good that it passed, that the, that the um, education programs won't be held up. But I find the lack of sites disturbing for the east side. That's not good. Um, Hopefully that can be rectified in the near future. But then again, we have people who work on this all the time. So we on this show would defer to the experts. I think that'd be the, the most appropriate thing to do. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is 8.46 a.m. So what you are going to, what I'm going to do now is take a few minutes of your time to tell you a little story here. Uh, let me put this thing down. Give me just a second. All right. 
Got my materials. Oh. Okay. We're going to talk about a little bit of social justice, you guys. Uh, I'm going to tell you about some great organizations doing some great things. Okay. Um, as some of you guys may know, I recently, or we recently rather, took part um, in a great panel discussion talking about the impacts of the 1994 crime bill, um, which the current president uh, vigorously endorsed. Um, but I have some rather sad statistics to read you guys, uh, and I want you guys to take listen to this. Um, th this is information from the People's Lobby. Every part of the uh, criminal legal system in Illinois uh, needs to be changed. Did you know that the Fully Free campaign was born out of a first-of-its-kind study, never, never fully free, by the Heartland Alliance's Social Impact Research Center? The study brought to light new data and stories that illustrate the scale and impact of permanent punishments sometimes referred to as collateral consequences on people with criminal records in Illinois. This study found that 3.3 million adults have been arrested or convicted of a crime in Illinois since 1979. And there are hundreds of laws in Illinois that punish people with criminal records often indefinitely. The study also highlighted how the criminal legal justice system targets and oppresses black indigenous and people of color, especially people experiencing poverty at every step. It shared how the ripple effects of permanent punishments are devastating to children, families, and marginalized communities of color across Illinois. Uh, the Fully Free Campaign advocates for urgent, comprehensive policy change. Too many people in Illinois are suffering from the impact of permanent punishments. And piecemeal reform is taking too long. We need Illinois to act boldly and holistically to make sure that people with records can fully participate in society and be free. Right. Now, here's some of the partners. ACLU of Illinois, All of Us or None of Us, Alliance for Safety and Justice, Beyond the Walls, and Cabrini Green Legal Aid. Uh, we gratefully acknowledge Art and the Art and Justice Fund, a sponsored project of the Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors, Arnold Ventures, and the People's Coalition for Safety and Freedom for their support. Current Illinois law prohibits anyone with a felony conviction from serving as an executor or administrator of an estate after a loved one has passed away. Think about that. This four decades old law is not supported by evidence or justification for its need. After two years of Illinois families grieving for family members lost from the pandemic, the FREE Act, Senate Bill 3098 House Bill 4490, restores dignity and honor to people with records who can carry out the last wishes and affairs of loved ones. Passing the FREE Act will impact over 600,000 Illinoisans and their family members. Wow. The 1994 Crime Bill. Uh, was authored by our current president and signed into law by President Clinton back in 1994. The bill authorized a total of $30.2 billion over six years, from 1995 to 2000. 
The bulk of these dollars were designated for law enforcement and prison infrastructure, contributing significant financial resources to over-policing, mass incarceration, and criminalization. At the time of its passage, the 94 crime bill faced widespread criticism from criminologists, civil rights lawyers, community activists, and numerous members of Congress. Today, advocates, organizers, and even elected officials who had previously supported the bill recognized the 94 crime bill's flawed nature and the need to remedy the damage that has been done. Um, so here's some of the things about the 94 crime bill. And if you if 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 these don't sound shocking to you, I would ask you to check your shock fuse. Uh, Catherine tested Rogers Crookston. Good morning to you as well. All right. Um, the 94 crime bill permitted 13 year olds to be tried as adults. It created 60 new death penalty offenses. It established new and increased criminal penalties for immigration violations. Excuse me. It authorized nearly $10 billion in subsidies to expand state prisons. It eliminated Pell Grants for people in prison. It established a system to compensate states for incarcerating undocumented immigrants. Did you hear that? Let's read that again. It established a system to compensate states for incarcerating undocumented immigrants. So they made a way for you to get paid for locking up undocumented immigrants. Next, or uh, most one of the most important parts of this is uh, the established community. Or excuse me, it established community-oriented policing services and appropriated 8.8 billion dollars for 1995 to 2000. That has granted over 14 billion dollars to local law enforcement agencies through grants and information sharing since its establishment. The 1994 crime bill also established the Violence Against Women Act, which resulted in carceral punishments being the primary way of dealing with domestic violence. Critics now and then are pushing for a more, a more holistic approach that centers the need, centers on the needs of survivors. All right. Um, last but not least, uh, the 94 crime bill established federal authority to investigate patterns or practices of misconduct by law enforcement and government officials in juvenile justice systems. Um, it created a 10-year expiration for an already limited in scope assault weapons ban. Um, the 94 crime bill invested in endorsed policing, punitive sentencing, and incarceration as the primary if not exclusive means to advance public safety. So, we say all that to say that, just like we started on this show, restore, uh, yes, restorative justice, making a new society, making a better society, a more, a more inclusive society, a more fair society, it starts with... Um, Eliminating some of the more unsavory portions of our um, 
laws and country you know um and that's a good thing because i don't know about you and i don't know where you may be watching the show from or listening to the sound of my voice but i think you got to go pretty far and wide to find somebody who's going to say that incarcerating 13 year olds is a good thing the time is now 8:55 a.m. okay so once again the east side of aurora is being left out no pool no summer sessions for our kids that's from our friend Josie, Jennifer Ryan Maiden. Speaking of Eastside, is anyone talking about the Phillips Park Aquatic Center not opening this year? What? Hold on. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, let's put that on the list. Um, our Girl Scouts have a day camp at the lower level of Phillips Park for the past 15 years. We always walk to the pool at the end of the week. It's sad they will not be opening. Why is that? Does anybody know why? Supposedly because they don't have workers. Really? Shortage of employees. That is terrible. That's not good. Um, Casildo, yes, it is sad. Good morning to you, Emily. All right, the time is eight fifty-five a.m. We took a, I took a little bit. That was a little bit long-winded on uh, social justice. I apologize to you guys. We had to get that out there um, because that is very important. And please take a look um, at these initiatives when you see them come about. Excuse me. Okay, Cheryl Brownell, good morning. So, um, well, tomorrow's Friday, and I'm looking forward to it. This has been a week. It's been quite the week. Um, and shortage of trained lifeguards. Wow. Now hiring lifeguards. We need trained lifeguards. That's terrible. Um, it's been a week. It's been quite the week. And... Um, but I am looking forward to the weekend. I hope that you guys have a great day. Thank you for the article, Tracy Duran. Just put that in the chat for folks to read. Um, yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow's it. Monica's last day as an intern. Let's fix that. Mm-hmm. I like that, Emily. That's a good way. That's a that's a that's a good message. Um, so it's eight fifty-seven. I hope that you guys have a blessed day. A positive day, a great day, and uh, we will see you here tomorrow for another great show. Take care of yourself and each other.